Welcome to the Tideline Talks podcast, where we discuss all things related to sports medicine, health and wellness. We dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way that's easy to understand. It's hosted by yours truly, Dr. Michael Scalfani, founder of Tideline Sports Performance and Rehabilitation. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Tideline Talks podcast. So today I'm joined with Mike Lee, who is the owner of Gritty Fit, which is a great personal trainer, uh, personal training service. So thanks, Mike, for coming aboard the podcast. Looking forward to hearing your story. So welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about your background story. Give us the origin story of of the Mike Lee. Yeah. So as it pertains to the fitness um, stuff. Um, I think I, I started pretty organically, um, like, like most people do. So I wanted, I just wanted to get big for football. Yes. <laughs> so, so I grew up in, uh, I grew up in Oklahoma where, you know, high school football's, um, incredibly uh, more important than it probably should be. And, you know, I had the opportunity to play up at a pretty um, young age, but I was, I was really undersized though. So I was probably 150 pounds playing running back in, in Oklahoma, which was, um, that's a little. What are you weigh now? What, give us your stats now. So I've been losing weight though. So I just okay. lost thirty pounds over the. I've been doing the seventy-five hard challenge, which okay. maybe we'll talk about that. But uh, I've lost thirty pounds over the past like sixty days. So I okay. usually walk around around two twenty, two thirty. I just weighed in at one ninety-nine, which Ooh. is what I left high school at. Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's crazy. But I was yeah. So I was playing at one fifty, and um, you know. My, my thing was speed, um, but I also, I, I like to run, I, I like to run bigger than I was, so I wasn't afraid of contact. So I got pushed around a lot early on. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta, I gotta add some weight. And so at the time I was, I was working at a gym and basically I started by just asking the guys that looked the way that I wanted to look like, like, Hey, what are you doing? Um, uh, and all of them had different answers, all of them, um, yeah. And so I like to call that bro science. Work, work for me, <laughs> yeah. so it'll work for you. So obviously that that wasn't. Did I, you try any of the uh, the ideas that they had? Yeah, but it was crazy old school stuff. Like my coaches would tell me, like you want to put on weight, eat peanut butter before you go to bed, oh, eat yeah. that kind of stuff, um, and then you know certain um, you know workout hacks and things like that. Some of it stuck. Some of it I kept. But what I realized is everybody's different, right? Um, and everybody has like a everybody has a different like slightly different physiology right so one movement might target a muscle group perfectly for me but it won't for you because i have longer limbs or you have shorter or whatever and so i started to learn all of that at a really early age and i also learned at that age that it was way more about nutrition than it was about you know just working out um so that was kind of my introduction into just really wanting to learn about it and becoming obsessed with it sure and through me figuring it out for myself then i was able to kind of my teammates and stuff started coming to me uh able to help them. And eventually I got to the point where I had like teachers and stuff yeah. and adults coming to me and asking me. And that's kind of when I figured out that I had a skill set for it. Cause it's one thing when you can do it for yourself. It's another thing when you can do it for somebody else that has the same goals as you. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different thing when you can take those principles, apply it to somebody that has a different goal, right? We were all trying to get big, me and my teammates, these adults that I was dealing with, they were trying to lose weight. So I was able to take some of those principles though, and tweak it in a way to where they were able to accomplish their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I figured out, okay, not only am I like passionate about this, I think I've, I, I'm onto something. I have a skill set for this. Perfect. So that's how I got into the whole world of, 
um, you know, health and wellness. And I, I hate even calling it a, uh, being a personal trainer. I almost don't even like that word anymore. Um, it's good. Rebranding. Like, what, what do you look like? like? We like performance coach. Yeah. Like, so I like to call it a wellness coach. Wellness um, coach because I focus on multiple um, facets. So it's not just when I think of a personal trainer, which there's nothing that's great. Personal training is great. I think of s- specifically in a gym setting, teaching somebody how to lift weights. Good which, fitness and they're picking up weights off a weight tree. And absolutely. Whatever, right? And that is 100% valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nothing against that. I don't, I don't mean to say like that, but I, I have done a lot of work and research and gone through a lot of schooling and things that have, you know, put me, put me in a position to be able to help people um, even deeper than that. So what I do is I help people. I I customize wellness plans for people, lifestyle plans for people. We'll call it that. So I do uh, meal planning for people. Um, I customize their workouts as well. And I also help them um, kind of learn about the world of supplements, which is like a it's like the wild wild west, right? Yeah. Everything's everything. Nothing's FDA approved. Nothing is. There actually there is. So I, I work with a I work with a company where they they've actually gone through the uh, the FDA process and they're they're one of the only ones that uh, yeah. So I work with uh, alongside First Form and they're one of the they have some of the strictest requirements that they put that stuff through, which is why they charge a premium for it. Um, and I really won't put anything else in my body at this point. Um, but yeah so we it's funny so when i was in high school we went to the supplement store um i won't say where <laughs> where it was but there were he was he was famous for because all the high school kids would come and just get stuff off the shelf and be jacked like just blow up overnight and so this is when i learned about how crazy the supplement industry was so anytime something would work a little too good then i don't know if it was the fda or whatever regulatory you know system would come in and they would evaluate it and be like hey this also has pro hormones in it and all of the stuff that's not on the label, right? So they would pull it off the shelf. The, the company would rebrand it, reformulate it, and then put it back on the shelf. Right. And that's when I learned, oh, these people don't have to, they don't have to go through the FDA. They don't have to, there's no process. That you they can put back to them if you wanted to. A hundred percent. I actually looked into starting my own supplement line and I was kind of vetting out different manufacturers and stuff and, and looking at some of their um, facilities and so I'm just like, whoa, this is okay. I did not, I did not know that. So, uh, you know, I'm willing, I, yeah, I pay a lot. I pay a lot for supplements, but I always tell people there's three things in life that I'm willing to pay a premium for toilet paper. Cause nobody has time to be walking around raw. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially like the Charmin bears, right? <laughs> Actually bidets are in now. So I don't know. I might invest in that. Um, it's European, it? sure. There you go. Um, <laughs> that a good pair of jeans. Cause for a dude, if you have a good pair of jeans, with Absolutely. With like, be, yeah. yeah, right pair of jeans. You can dress it up, dress it down. They last forever. I'll pay for a good pair of jeans. And then the third thing is whatever I'm putting in my body. So I'm not buying, you know, meat from certain places. I like to go through um, like butchers or, you know, places that have a reputation for quality. So it's not only just supplements, but food, but certainly supplements because... There's a lot of companies out here, man, that have gotten popped for like amino spiking and just having, you know, just yeah. not not very ethical industry. So well, um, it could be dangerous too. I mean, sure, you think like, oh, cool, I got jacked really fast, yep. whatever, no big deal. But I mean, there are some health consequences too between your kidney and liver. Have to eventually filter all that out. Yeah. So the guy, so the guy that ran that store after, uh, after a certain period of time of him doing that, like he. He ended up going to jail. And what what did it was a lot of the supplements that were getting these kids who were 
15, some of them, you know, 14 through 18, you're, he was getting these supplements to them that had poor hormones in them. So not only is that unethical, but if somebody that would do that, you need to be like grown before you start doing that. Right. right. And then there were certain ramifications behind that. So people were developing like gynecomastia, which for people that don't know that that's basically the development of breast tissue in males. Right. So like in the bodybuilding community, they call it something different, but we'll call it by its technical yeah. name, yeah. gynecomastia. So you're, you're having these 16 year old kids walking around developing breasts because one, they're taking poor hormones and they didn't know they were. And two, if you're going to do that, there's certain things that you take alongside it to block it, to block that stuff. And so after that started happening, then, um, you know, he started to get some attention and parents started to care Uh, because there was other side effects too, like from, um, you know, sexual and reproductive function that kids were experiencing. It's kind of, you know, sad, but you know, when you're a kid, you don't think that way. And you just think about, um, you just want to get big. Oh yeah. Especially for Football, football, football and, and, and just just in general, like you know, yeah. every teenage boy wants to you know have muscles and stuff, and they'll do whatever it takes without necessarily thinking of the consequences. But what was so bad about about this situation was that uh, it's the kids didn't even know. He was just like, "Here, take this, you'll get big." Yeah, <laughs> there's no inherent like there's no there's no, no, no there wrong. there was no honest conversation to say, "Hey, this is what this this is. This is how you do it." correctly and these are the risks so it was just like hey you want to get big take this and the kids loved it because it was happening like overnight yeah you already have the newbie gains what i call the newbie gains effect right when you first get the gym you're a kid your metabolism's crazy you you already you know will get big and put on muscle and stuff at at a pretty good pace but then you couple that with these you know advanced supplements um that they shouldn't have been taking and it was it was crazy uh, but that that's when I really, you know, started to sink my teeth into um, the supplementation world and figuring out um, different companies. I So me being a chemistry major, there was a point in time that I had such a distrust for the supplement industry where somebody would tell me, hey, I want to get a pre-workout. I wouldn't tell them, hey, go get this brain off the shelf. I would say, nope, we're going to go get the raw ingredients and you're going to mix it yourself. So I want you to go get beta alanine, citrulline, taurine. You're going to use this flavor mix, whatever. Um, and that I got away from that. I've been doing that until I found first form. And as my business grew, um, the amount of people that were willing to do that, they're like, dude, I, I have to mix eight different things every time I go to the job. I don't have time for this. I'm not doing it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, I got to figure out a, a company um, that I can trust that, you know, they're good. I mean, there's a there's a lot of uh, not a lot. There's a few gyms that that I go to. It's a couple of CrossFit gyms that yeah. supply First Form and yeah. Um, Brandon, our office manager, he works with First Form as well. And oh, it, nice! It is, it's a really great. It is a good company. And you know what? Too, the flavors are actually good. They I'm are, man. Lie. Like some of them, you got the Fruit Loop protein powder. Yeah. The Candy Blast Alpha Surge. Yep. Like, I've got. Dude, that Alpha Surge is crazy. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it, yeah. So the the. The Alpha Surge is something that I. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's a not, it's one of the nitric oxide supplements. Yep. So it's supposed to basically open up your blood vessels yep. to allow, like, basically give you a, a better pump when you're working out at the gym. Yeah. So did you do the powder or did you do the pills? I did the powder. Okay. And I had a. I made the mistake one time where I took it before a CrossFit class, oh. and then in the middle of a Metcon, my heart rate was all over the place because it's like. You know, we're doing thrusters, then we're doing this, then we're doing handstand push-ups, and it's like, yeah, my body didn't know where to send it. Versus, like when you work out more as like bodybuilding style, yeah, there's a very direct pathway. There's you do a set recovery, do a set recovery, yeah. 
it was not a good experience in CrossFit. But then once, uh, once I did, I would go to like open gym and then it was fine. Or like, you know, now, now I mix it whenever I go to LA fitness or something like that. But yeah, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a wild ride before, before that. So when I took that for the first time, cause there's a lot of stuff that, you know, boasts that it's, you know, will accomplish those goals. But this was like, there's a warning on me. Uh, so I took the pill form, which by the way, take the powder because you have to take like 10 pills. A serving. No, it's literally 10 pills. Is it really? It's crazy. This is one little scoop for the powder. It's I really? don't, I have no idea why, but I, I didn't know that there was a powder, so I took the pills and, uh, I've been, like I said, I've been taking supplements since I was like three, so I don't have a problem doing that. But if you're going to do this, I'd recommend the powder. But, anyways, there's a, a label, it's like a warning label basically saying, hey, maybe you should start with like half because the pump will be too much. And I'm like, okay, great branding. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh, it's first set, not first set. Um, it was like my second set. The, the pump was like painful, which was awesome, right? But I'm like, I'm going to have to take like a three minute break. It was almost so new for me, I think. Too, yeah. Is that it was like, it, I don't, yeah, painful. I've been describing it as painful. It was just almost like it was sort of, I could tell that it was a new sensation and my body was interpreting it as a noxious stimulus. Yeah. Rather than like, hey, this is like, you're okay. Yeah. Like, no, this is, this is weird. We're not sure we like it type of deal. But, like now this morning, I took it before I went. I went to LA Fitness and I did a, a leg day, and it was yeah. great. Like I'm looking down, and I can actually see, yep. you know, some of the like I could feel just that blood rush That's into fullness. my quads, and it was it was nice. Yeah. But uh, did you do you do it with pre workout or without pre workout, or are you taking it standalone? Um, well, I do. I do with pre workout. Pre workout, yeah. same. Yeah. I do, um, and that. I don't know. That that seemed to work pretty well too. Yeah, I really only do it like on days where I want to. Because <laughs> they say you can only do it five days a week. I don't yeah. Know, so I don't know, Again, I think it. that might be some marketing and branding. I don't know, but I guess yeah. you should definitely listen to the, the labels. Though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like to do it on like upper body days and stuff like that. Because legs, it's like the pump too on leg day. But I don't know that that quad pump was. was no, I've done it. No, yeah. it was crazy. Actually, I did it so I break up my de- my leg days into anterior and posterior. So like okay. I'll do like hamstrings and glutes and calvin one day and i did it on a posterior day and i've always had a problem um really engaging my my hamstrings and feeling like that fullness there and i was like whoa this is a different sensation so it's definitely effective regardless of what um muscle group you're trying to target but um it does feel good though on like a back or bicep oh, day yeah. when you're like oh. you walk in feeling a certain way you walk out like <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those little inflatable dolls like oh absolutely like or it's the little foam pads yeah. like oh yeah i just stuffed my shirt with the foam, foam doll pads on halloween like a little superman costume absolutely so. but yeah just stuff like that you know is, is one of those things what like i said why i chose the company because um you know, there's a lot of things where when you're choosing like what supplements and I, I'm not making, I, I don't know how we got in the first form so much, but this is my last thing about supplements. Um, there's, it's hard sometimes to really be able to tell, like, is this working? So like yeah. if you take protein or if you're taking whatever supplements, it's hard to really know, like, did I get 30 grams of protein? Did I not? Is it all you know is, all right, it tastes good and it didn't upset my stomach, but you don't really know if you're getting the full, you know amount that's on the label Mm -hmm. but i actually had some clients that were having issues with like sleep and gut health and stuff like that and it was something where it's like okay it either did or it didn't and i recommend they take some first form products to address those issues and it was like boom overnight um you know they felt better and so that's ultimately why i decided like this is a good move and then when i started taking it for myself literally i i I got to the point where i'm like i I started questioning like have i ever taken a legit supplement before this Mm -hmm. Um, but there's other good supplement lines out there too. I, I work 
close to the vitamin shop as well. Oh, cool. The one at UTC? Yep. Nice. I love them because they do free uh, in-body scans. Actually, they pay you to do it. Oh, really? So every time you scan, like, you get points, and those points, like, really, um, like, amount to something. Like, it, it amounts to bucks over time. Oh, cool. So okay. a lot of places will have an in-body scan and charge you anywhere between 50 bucks to, I don't know, some people are ridiculous and charge, like, $200 for that. Right. Um, but they actually, it's completely free, unlimited, and they actually, like, give you points every time you do it. No way. So okay. shout out to uh, Vitamin Shop on University. But also, they just have a great selection, like, yeah. the, the greatest selection, so... I would say first form is that premium cut. It's the, the best, you know, the best of the best. Um, but for people that are, you know, more on a budget um, and still looking to, you know, have options and good quality vitamin shops do a good job too. So that's great. Great. Yep. Nice. So then uh, tell us a little bit about how you made your way from Oklahoma high school football. Where'd yeah. you go next? Where'd you go for undergrad? Yes. Yeah, so, so I went to uh, a, a small NAI school in Kansas City called Mid-American Nazarene University. Never heard of it. Yep. Okay. Yep. So Have it's I heard of this? No. No. In AI ball, like a lot of people don't know about it, but there's some good football. So okay. um I was I was blessed to be in an opportunity where it was like the best of NAIA basically. So, you know, my my offensive coordinator that year, which was the head coach of next year, he was a um an NFL quarterback. My running I played running back, the the coach that coach, my running back coach, he was a, a Pro Bowl running back for the Chiefs. Oh, cool. Um, my wide receivers coach, his name was Eddie Kinnison. A lot of people would probably remember that name. He was a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Literally, just the whole staff was, um, yeah. And so I think they did a really good job of enticing um, you know, that upper level. We had a lot of D1 talent on that team, That's those cool. teams. And so it was really cool. But it made a logical sense for me because I was already starting a, a young family. Um, I had my first kid when I was, I guess I was 19 when she was born, but I was a freshman in college. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And um, so Kansas City was far enough away from Oklahoma to where like I felt like an adult and I had space. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I, originally, I was born in Kansas City, so I had a lot of extended family in Kansas City. Oh, so okay. that's really how I, I ended up there and, and I chose that. So Okay. So yeah, so I was born in Kansas City, went to was raised in Oklahoma, went back to Kansas City uh, for school, and basically spent ten years uh, of my adult life after college in Kansas City. Doing what? Um. So okay, so I was pre med track, and then I decided I didn't want to go to medical school because I I was shadowing physicians, mm -hmm. and they were miserable. <laughs> the lifestyle the lifestyle no the lifestyle so what? so what it really was was this was 2012 and so the affordable care act was was in the place which not going to get political however you feel about it the reality was if you were a physician that was dependent on managed care meaning insurance reimbursements mm -hmm. it was hellacious so insur insurance reimbursements weren't paying out as much doctors were working a lot more making a lot less they were also forced to go from paper documentation to electronic which a lot of the old heads hated um, because it gave up a lot of control and they felt like they weren't able to treat patients the way that they felt they should because the insurance companies were dictating that. And there was no way for them to like finagle around it because it was all electronic now. And so all of that was happening and that's really what it was. They were making less, they were working more, they didn't feel like they could treat their patients the way they wanted to. Um, and so in hindsight, I'm like, okay, I get it. But at that time, I'm like, are they trying to weed me out? Like, are they trying to, do they not think I'm like worthy? So they're like trying to make it seem miserable. So that's ultimately why I ended up didn't, uh, I didn't go that route. Um, and so I had a coach in college that uh, worked for a company called Career Athletes, which partnered 
um, athletes with basically sales organizations. Oh, cool. And so after that, I decided I wanted to get into medical sales, um, but it was it's a really hard route to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to know somebody, or you got to know somebody basically. So started working at it, you know, selling nuts and bolts, and then I found a different company selling floor mats. But I was really good at it, so I became like president's club level and all that stuff. And then I finally got noticed. I um, had an opportunity to get into medical sales um, in 2018. Oh, very cool. Yep, and. I interviewed for the position in Kansas City, and they said, you got it, but we think we have something that you might like better. And it was Florida. And ironically, three years before, my mom on a whim decided that she wanted to move to Florida. It was crazy. And so I was like, "Um, well, if I do that, can I live in Bradenton? Because I knew that's where my mom lived. But I didn't know geographically what was Central North, anything like that. I'm like, can I live in Bradenton? They were like, actually, that's perfect, because we want you to cover Central and North Florida. So I'm like, okay, I'll... uh, go go ask my wife uh and then i didn't i just signed on the deadline and told her, what <laughs> we're it's a bold move yeah hey look um, how was it after the fact that you told her she was she was behind it um for oh, sure okay, she wasn't behind the fact that they said okay cool see you in a week okay yeah because i had tight turnaround it's tight turnaround i had kids like in school this was february okay so i was i got here in february of 2018 and um you know my family didn't meet me until June when school was out. It's a solid, what, like four months then? And four or five months, yeah. My company, you know, they flew me back and, and things like that. Okay. That's um, nice so it was cool. But during that time, I never, like I said, I, I was just never able to get rid of the itch um, of just wanting to help people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so a lot of, in overlapping with some of those other sales jobs that I had, I always I, I had a stint where I worked at a company called Health Rich. Um, which was a, a gym where I was a manager there. And then I went to world gym and personal train. So I never, I just could never get away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I graduated, I got three different personal training certs and a certain nutrition as well. Oh, cool. Which is important for people to know, not to toot my own horn, but whenever you have somebody controlling your diet, your supplements and your workouts, you, you want to make sure that they have at least some background and not only science, but um, like some formal training. And, right. And, like, and so I did that. Basically, since I graduated college, I, I was doing it. That's oh, wow. when I got my formal certifications um, in that. And so that whole time I was helping people. So I started out on a very small scale and I had, I never had more than 10 clients. I was doing it. I really wasn't doing it for the money. I just did it because I loved it. And I kept it small because um, I couldn't, I hadn't figured out how the systems in place to grow it and work my main job. Mm-hmm. Then I don't remember when, but whenever the first background of COVID happened, my industry essentially became obsolete. So I sold medical devices, um, but specifically it was targeted toward aesthetics. So CO2 lasers for skin resurfacing, acne scar revisions, non-invasive body contouring for, you know, adipose destruction, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, but when COVID hit, you know, that that's not essential. Like a lot of yeah. plastics and derms that like they just completely shut down office. And if they were open, they're like, dude, you're not coming in here. That's when everybody was petrified. Oh yeah. That's what they had the, the limit about how many people could enter the building. Yep. They're doing scans and it was waiting room. They yeah. were outside of the building. Yeah. They're like, you want to come in here and talk about like a device for a treatment that I can't even treat because people aren't coming in right now. Yeah. So I had to figure it out really quick. I'm like, okay, uh, what do I do here? No, so grip fitness was already in place. I just never wanted to grow it because it was cool. It was I loved doing it. I had my little core group of like awesome people, 
Um, and that was it. And honestly, that was a blessing in disguise because having it that small at that stage, I needed it to be that small to give people the type of attention to get a really good result. Mm-hmm. And so, um, because of that, I, I had a core nucleus of people that had just kick ass results. And that's how I started my marketing and getting it out on Facebook and things like that. And it was like, I say overnight, but the work had been put in for like a decade. That's always how it goes, right? It's never overnight, but sometimes it feels that way because I never put in the effort to really market it. So in the span of 30 days, once I I basically was unemployed, I grew it from 10 clients to 70. Oh, wow. And then in the next 30 days, I grew it from 70 to 130. That's, That's huge. Yeah, it was a blessing. Cause I didn't, I didn't, some boutique gyms, they can't do that. yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was, uh, it's nothing, there's nothing special about me. It was just that I, like I said, I think I, it really was a blessing in disguise that I had so few people at the time because that really enabled me to like get them just, fully bought it. yeah, fully OG bought it. People, you know? and yeah. They're your founding members, your lifetime members. Yeah, and it just so happened that one of them specifically, Holly Belton, shout out to Holly Belton. Um, she's very connected. I met her back. Her and her, I played uh, football with her husband in college. Oh no way! Yep, okay. and she was a Florida native. Okay. Crazy enough, so she was one of the. She's like one of the first online clients that I helped out. She had a crazy good result. She was also very well connected in Florida. So once she shared her like before and after and kind of tagged me in it, like that was my initial in Florida. Like boom, like everything kind of took off from there. So. Awesome. I, I owe much to her, but you can focus on the business side of it, and obviously getting the results really important. But relationships are so important, <laughs> just in general, oh, like yeah. people to people. People are gonna they don't your logo is cool, but yep. they're not coming to see you because your logo is cool. They're coming <laughs> to see you, you know, or yep. they're coming to see you know your your location or your clinic may be really cool, but yep. at the end of the day, it could be wherever, and they're just gonna come to see you. Yep. And I think if you can build that personal relationship. That's going to be worth more than anything. Anything we were talking about websites or anything that you build up on that website, that website just needs to be a place that people can land on, get a little snippet of information and have some kind of call to action clickable item. That's it, you know, and it's, it's true though. I mean, and plus to the relationship that we build that provides such a great word of mouth leading forward that it's, it's awesome, you know? And well, all it takes is a couple people to kind of steamroll that. And outside of the growth that you know, comes from you know all of that, which is what we're talking about now, honestly, as far as just getting a better result for your clients, like yeah. that relationship is so important. And me to a fault, like as soon as, <laughs> as soon as somebody becomes a client, like I'm already entirely too invested into their life and their well-being. Like they're a friend to me now. <laughs> like I just, I can't help it. I have a really hard time separating the two, which is good and bad. But I think having that strong relationship gives you the ability um, to be a little bit more blunt with people. So that's kind of my style and why people really like me is because I will cuss you out. Uh, <laughs> I will hold you accountable. Um, a lot I don't, of people nowadays need that. Yeah, I don't accept excuses very well. And here's why. So I had I had my first um, kid when I was 19. Okay. I was playing college football. I had to work. I had a pretty rigorous class schedule. I was a chemistry major. Um, that's how my adult life started. Um, fast forward where I'm at now, I work full time transitioning to doing fitness full time, but I'm also running a business. I have five kids. I don't know if I told you that or not. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah, I did. Small basketball squad. Shout out to the, the Lee team. Um, yeah, so I've got five kids. 
um, ranging from 13 to 21 in a, a week. Uh, got a wife that stays home. Um, I coach two of my sons in football. So when people come to me and say, Mike, I don't have time and they have the excuses, they just don't, they just don't hit with me. Yeah. So, but outside of that, me just like being kind of hardcore and holding people accountable and not taking excuses, I really help people um, prioritize their time and help them figure out how you can get it done even when you have chaos in your life. And I think that's one of the things that really differentiates me from other people. It's different when it's a, a 20 year old kid who has not a career in the life and no responsibilities. You got to be disciplined. You got to eat this way. Like an adult with kids and a life is going to be like, yeah, dude. Wait until you're, yeah. wait until you're my age. You I have responsibilities, right? Is, right? They can't say that to me though. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's uh, that's one of the things that kind of makes grit what it is. How'd you come up with your name? Well, so that story that I just told you, yeah. starting out, basically, uh, so my daughter was born uh, our first semester. Um, my wife was going into her last final. She took her last final, aced it, and she was going into labor at the time. Oh, wow. So I always call that our smart baby because we're like, oh, sweet. She waited until we, <laughs> we finished our finals and then she decided to come out. From there, I had 30 days to acclimate to being a father at the age of 19. And then I had to report for winter training. This is how I started adult life. Yeah. Um, and then you had to figure that out. I had another kid in college. Um, like I said, and then just my, my life has been people have always asked me, man, how do you do it? You're so inspirational and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't have anything of value to tell you. Like, I literally don't even I don't know. You just, when you have to do it, you just do it. You put your head down and you grind. Right. Right. And I think that's kind of what grit is. Yeah. Like you don't make excuses. I guess we, the cards were stacked against us and we kind of stacked them there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was life decisions that got us there, but it was, it was only through, you know, grit and determination and the grace of God. And we had good family support system too, but an incredible amount of grit um, took that. And so that's how I wanted to find my business. And that's what ultimately that's the type of client um, that I want to have. And I, they, it doesn't mean they need to necessarily come to me like that. But by the end of it, I want them to have a certain level of grittiness that's going to help them um, not only accomplish their fitness goals, but that's going to transcend into the other areas of their life. Yeah, we, we always talk about in our practice, making sure that people are empowered to be a resilient athlete, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not made of glass. And I think that kind of mentality is good for physical yeah. and mental, right? Yeah. You know, it's. You don't want some spa treatment where somebody's, you know, you know, wiping off your sweat and damping it <laughs> off with a towel while they tell you, good job, Carol. Like, no, it's just, you want to make sure that they have some of that resiliency to face life because now they're, they're fitter, they're stronger, yeah. you know, they're in a better place. And now they know how to, you know, manage their own life. You yeah. know, that in itself makes people. You know, what's crazy too, is a lot of people say that the reason why they don't pursue like eating right, it all takes time, right? So if you want to eat right, you have to prep accordingly. It takes time to cook food, have it prepared, like, you know, portioned out and stuff like that. That takes time. Mm -hmm. It obviously takes time out of your day to go work out and stuff like that. So most people, the number one excuse is I just don't have time. This is just, it's not for me in this season of life. But what I've been able to realize is that whenever I am super diligent and locked in, on my nutrition and my workouts, it forces me to say, if I want to accomplish this, the rest of my day has to be organized like this. So for whatever reason, whenever my nutrition and my workouts are locked in, everything else in my life kind of falls into place because it has to, right. right? So it really is one of those things where I guess, I mean, I don't consider it to be optional, but I guess 
you know, when you talk about an organization of like priority, like, I don't know, like going and making money and feeding your family, like, yeah, fitness really isn't the priority, right? But it is a priority because in order to be able to do that at the highest level, you have to be like, it's, it behooves you to be um, in shape and, you know, um, you know, have the proper nutrition in place and stuff like that. But a lot of times if something has to go, they're going to say, well, that has to go because I have to go feed my family. Fine. I get it. Um, but it's just crazy what happens when you, when you say, no, like, I know this is something that would have been easy to remove, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to be diligent in the time that I allot to it. And I'm going to make everything else fit around it or vice versa. However, you, you know, you know, would state that it's crazy how you accomplish so much more in other areas. I've become more productive with my career. I've become um, a better father and husband because I know I only have so much time. And so when I have that time, I unplug and I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's true, though. Uh, a few weeks ago, about about a month ago now, I tore my lat and doing oh, a bar wow. muscle up. And I took a whole week off from training just to kind of do a couple things in here, just try to let it heal and not go crazy anymore. And I'll tell you what. I felt lost. It was like, I didn't work out. That was an hour, right? You know, yep. an hour out of six days a week, but I wasn't working out for just one week. And I was like, man, I have so much free time. And like, <laughs> I would come home and it, you know, normally I would be like, okay, got to come home and I'm going to do this X, Y, and Z. Here's how the cards stack up. Yep. It was almost kind of like, because I didn't have that, it was just kind of this free chaos. Like, well, okay, we're just kind of floating into free fall right yep. now. And it is so true. And then slowly got back into it. And yep, it just, it becomes part of that routine. And it's like, hey, uh, you know, one of uh, one of my business mentors talks a lot about block scheduling. Okay. You literally have a block and you outline your entire week of, hey, this is my family time. This is my workout time. This is my business time. This is what I'm going to focus on you know, patient care, this is when I'm going to focus on administrative tasks and you kind of hold yourself to that. And it does, you can kind of visualize how everything stacks up because, you know, if you, if you force yourself to take an hour for yourself and you do, like you said, you feel better. There's so many benefits for that. You then have to make sure that you hold yourself accountable for the other blocks within your schedule. Absolutely. It's the same thing, you know, because otherwise you just free fall. The most, the most, um, and I wouldn't recommend this for really anybody, but the most, I felt dialed in in life and accomplishing just things across the board, not just fitness. I'm talking family, work, relationships, all of that stuff was when I was waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning. I would do fasted cardio for an hour at five. I would work a full day. Then I would go back to the gym to get my resistance training in. Oh. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, no, I'm not doing that again. But <laughs> my career, like, as far as like, um, you know, I was at that time I was managing a branch in sales and I, you know, had taken that branch from the bottom of their district to top three, uh, family was happy. Everything was good. Everybody was fed, but i also felt looked great and everything like that. That's the a time in my life where I felt like everything was like perfectly locked in. And I, and I was spending the most time at the gym at that point. I was spending two hours a day. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, well, now, now I go in and it's like, I'm like, I'm very efficient now. I go in 45 minutes. I'm out. Unless it's leg day, sometimes because of recovery time, it takes a little yeah. bit longer to get out. But yeah, but th- at that point, I was I was literally j- there for an hour just for cardio, and then I would go back and you know hit my resistance training. But when you do that, when you force yourself to do that, it forces you, like you said, to kind of put everything in like segmented blocks and make sure you, you want to make sure that you check all those boxes. So it's crazy what happens mm-hmm. um, when you do that. So 
Yep. So tell us what's next for, for Grit Fit. What else you got going on? Yeah. It works. I know you got something. Up yeah, absolutely. So what I'm working on now is this is this is like my passion and this is what, you know, I'm really good at. And so I want to take it to the next level and, mm-hmm. you know, make it my sole and only focus. And so one thing that I've started to implement is working um, directly with medical practices. So I come in uh, to, I already have kind of like an, a niche of aesthetics, right? So plastics, derm. Um, yeah, I have those relationships and a lot of times they have patients that are doing hormones and injections and things like that. But a lot of that stuff is very, um, temporary. And when you stop doing it, you know, if you don't have any type of structure behind it, then you lose the result. And so I'm partnering now with medical practices, um, and providing basically what I do just for my regular one-on-one clients, I'm providing that for their patients. So that's, that's one thing that I'm doing, um, in order to grow uh, the Grit Fitness brand. Um, looking for a gym space right now. Um, that's in the works as well, but don't hold me to that. It's going to take some time to make sure that we do that right. <laughs> uh, building out a, uh, a gym clinic. Yeah. No so that, that's a, that's a definitely a plan, but there's, there's no hard set, you know, there's not a place picked out like that or anything yet. So those are the two major things. Um, but every day, man, I'm just trying to, to, you know, more efficiently, you know, run grit and make sure that my, my clients are getting the best, you know, experience out of it. So recently we've made, you know, uh, an adaption where we've got in a mobile app. So, yeah. So at one point, I, everything that I do is done virtually online. Um, you know, we do like a thorough onboarding where I learn about their health background and any medical restrictions that they have. And then I create, like I said, a customized wellness plan that includes uh, meal planning workouts and, and supplement guidance. But I've been stuck in the stone ages, honestly, just <laughs> for the past couple of years, I've been doing it all via like email with like word documents Whoa. and Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. It was a pain. Uh, not only that, you know, I was, I had to, I had to really dial in on who I was working with because I needed people that had more experience in the gym so that if I mm-hmm. sent them like a word document, they actually knew what to do and they were doing it safely. Now we have this mobile application where when I drop their workouts in, it's accompanied by a video that's visually showing people how to execute the workouts. That's perfect. Yep. And there's also audible like instruction on how to do it safely. And so this app is really cool because it streamlines the process. It makes it a better customer experience. Everything is in there from their meal plan to the supplement protocol. Um, You know, we message each other. Um, They check in with me weekly through there. And depending on how it goes, I tell them to go have a cheat meal or cuss them out. Uh, (laughs) One or the other, right? (laughs) What are the other? Sometimes both. Uh, so no, so that's the, that's the biggest thing. I would say that's the biggest, most recent thing is that that mobile app has made it really cool, um, for, for my, my client base. Um, cool. Well, what a great system to have in place too. Cause it's just going to streamline everything. Yeah. Make your life a little bit easier. Yeah. Make everything just better all around. Well, and like, like I said, the goal for me is I want to help as many people as I can. And like I said, doing it that, that old school way was not a way that I could efficiently do that no no <laughs> uh but now like i said it's really it's all clean it's in one place and you know it's well for my clients too they're not having to click through like different attachments and things like that so that's yeah. that's been the biggest thing and the biggest um uh compliment that i've gotten from my from my customers and mm-hmm. also being able to create you know you have a function there where you can create like a little community where they can um collectively share how much they hate me with each other um, <laughs> yeah, and community is really important. I think when it comes to you know fitness related stuff. Yeah, like I said, motivation um, is one of those things that um, is fleeting. 
And misery loves company too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's why a lot of people enjoy group fitness. And yeah. I think, you know, it just it's you're, you're part of something, and then you get a coach like you, and it's it's great. Now you're you're accompanied by somebody. Yeah. You're not just going in there with your Beats headphones and like looking <laughs> at the diagrams on the machines. Like I don't know. I guess I'll do some of this, a little bit of that, and you know, you're smattering of that and. Yeah. You know, chug my whatever uh, on the way home and be good to go. Absolutely. That's, why don't I look like muscle and fitness? Well, that's right. That, and that's, I think it's one of those things where, um, for me, uh, my benefit has been retention. So, like, mm. people, even when they feel like they've uh, achieved their goal, they stay because they. The lifetime value. Yeah, the lifetime value of having a community to do it with and keep themselves, you know, accountable. And for them, like I said, the, the benefit is having that community accountability um and just other like-minded you know individuals that are striving towards their goal that's really cool well thanks mike i really appreciate yeah. you sharing a little bit of your story sharing a little about your practice and your business with us so Absolutely. um where can people find you they want to know a little bit more about you yeah so on instagram you can find me at gritty underscore fit my website is gritfitnessonlinecoaching.com uh, my facebook is just my name mike lee and I also have like a a, a Facebook, like a business page that's Gritty Fit Online. So um, the best way to reach me if you want to reach out about just doing a, a consultation or learning more about it is just to fill out a, a form online at gripfitnessonlinecoaching.com. So. Perfect. We'll put all that in the show notes too so everybody can just click it and be good to go. Awesome, man. Cool, Mike. Well, thanks well, I again. I appreciate you, Doc. Absolutely. Hey, real quick, before you go, I just want to say thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it to your story on Instagram and tagging at Tideline Sports Performance so we can repost it. And to stay up on all the latest from us, make sure you follow at Tideline Sports Performance on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. All right, guys, catch you next episode.